Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we just thank you for today and for your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you for who you are, Lord, and that you're developing each and every one of us and bringing us closer to the finish line, Lord, and that you are refining us, Lord, and that you're making us into the image of your son, Jesus Christ, who is our pattern and our example. So we thank you for your word today, Lord, that it's our daily bread, Lord, and our living waters, God. And we thank you for keeping us out of the hand of the enemy, Lord, that you have put a hedge of protection around all that pertains to us, Lord, so that the enemy cannot get in, Lord. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for your divine favor, your provision, and your grace, Lord, and your anointing that is on our listeners and those participating in this Bible study, Lord. So we just thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you with us as we continue to study God's Word and specifically the series on the house of the Lord. So yesterday we had gone over the care of the lampstand, golden lampstand or menorah, and we're going to continue that today. But before we actually get into the the discussion. I'd just like to ask if you are blessed by this message, that you like it, that you subscribe on this and any one of our platforms where you can find a day of prayer, and of course share the message with someone else so they too can learn and grow in knowledge both of and in our Lord. That is, we should know more than just about our Lord. We should actually know Him. Amen. And that is what, well, the mandate has been given for this ministry and what the Lord had desired from the beginning mm-hmm. is that we would know him, not just about him. Amen. So with that being said, let's get into the word, shall we? And, and I get a volunteer to reread Exodus 27 verses 20 and 21, please. I will. All right, LaCharles. And you shall command the children of Israel that they bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to cause the lamp to burn continually in the tabernacle of meeting outside the veil which is before the testimony Aaron and his sons shall tender from evening until morning before the Lord it shall be a statute forever to their generations on behalf of the children of Israel mm-hmm. so on the previous podcast we talked about how one the lampstand it's all talking about Christ and how he is our pattern example lived this out in his life was constantly nurturing his relationship with the Lord, right? Yes. And that's yes. also, again, the pattern example for us, how we should be applying this to our lives, always showing up with fresh oil in our lives in order to keep, I'll say, the flame of the Lord alight in our lives, right? Yes. yes. But, uh, not but, and now at this time, I want to open up the floor for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit has been speaking and ministering to you, and of course, to ask any questions that you have. So, who'd like to begin? I will. All right, promise? 
Okay, first the Lord's talking to me about verse twenty where it's talking where I was talking about the pure olive oil. And so the Lord reminded me that Moses had said it was pure olive oil. And so the Lord's talking to me about how that's how it should be towards him. There shouldn't be any hint or blemish about it. And he reminded me of what when you fry french fries with oil. After you fry french fries, you can tell that it's been used. Mm-hmm. Versus fresh olive oil. Oh, we use um, vegetable. vegetable oil oh. uh, typically when we fry well. food like that in that way. But yes, the oil should is fresh. It the product does come out better when the when the oil is fresh, and you can tell when something's been refried in the oil. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sweetheart. And so the Lord's telling me that since He first was like that to us, that's how we should be to Him. And it also went to how the Lord was talking to me about how Bruce said, asked the Lord why people didn't get to heaven based on works. And the Lord said, because if it, because if it had been based on works, then he would have been showing favoritism. And he does not do that. Hmm. Want to repeat that again, sir? I previously I've been asking the Lord about why he doesn't let people into heaven based on works. Okay. And the Lord had said that he doesn't do that because that would show favoritism. Mm. Okay. So can you explain and tie that back into uh, about the fresh or yes pure oil from pressed olives? Yes. The, okay. The Lord is the one that first gives us the oil. Without him, we're not able to make anything. Mm-hmm. So the Lord showed me that what he gives to us, we must give back to him. And how it's the same with all the blessing he gives to us. And so I was asking the Lord why he couldn't get into heaven based on works. And the Lord showed me that what he gives to us, if the Lord's not going to give someone, he's not going to vary how much he gives the olive oil. But based on the role he has sown, he asked for someone, if once they fulfill it, it doesn't seem great as great as the other person, like, say, preaching to the nations, mm-hmm. if it doesn't seem as great to that, we're still doing the same thing, giving what the Lord has given to us back to him. So the Lord showed me that if he had just based on how much good you've done inside of your life, one... A whole bunch of people that should not be in heaven would be in there. And then he will be showing favoritism. Okay. But then in order to understand that, we also have to understand the plan of the Lord and what he's doing, right? Yes. Which goes back to earth as a choosing ground. But then also his, um, I'll say his will for your life, but um, how to understand and operate in the will of the Lord and what he's doing, how to come into alignment with that. And what he's doing is purifying the heavenly community, right? Yes. Where he's our God and we're his people. So thank you. And I love how you tied in the, or stated, the aspect of he's the one that provides you the the olives, the oil already, right? Yes. If you look at Joel, the book of Joel, right, that's exactly... <clears throat> What the Lord says, right? And in the first chapter, it's talking about how everything is laid waste, right? Everything seems to be destroyed. 
But then it also comes in that first chapter. It's talking about why everything's ruined, right? And that was had to do with the people and their heart. Joel what, sweetheart? Uh, the, Joel, the, the first chapter of Joel. Okay, which verse? Uh, we're just giving a, an overview of, oh, of it okay. right now, right? Okay. The, the actual verse we're going to go to is in chapter 2. But just to help the, the listener understand, right? So, because, and I tie this back to, to Exodus because in these two verses, Exodus 27, 20, and 21, it's about the, the care or the maintaining, maintenance of the lampstand, right? Yes. Not letting yes. it go out in our heart, right? But it talks even that first chapter of Joel about the focus had shifted and there were people that were living in sin and iniquity, right? Drunkenness and all these other things, not being focused on the Lord, not, not continually renewing their mind and their hearts in him, right? Or as he yes. says in yes. Revelation, they had left their first love. But then in chapter two, it's all of that, right? Oh, sorry. Let me back up a second. So it resulted in mourning and weeping for the land, right? Even that, the land is nothing without the people. But also, who's the one that even gave the land and all the blessings and benefits of that land? The Lord. It's the Lord. So in chapter two, it gets to focusing on the day of the Lord, his return, right? And how will he find us in our hearts towards him? Will it be for him? Or is it just our lips? Is it lip service given to the Lord? Where really our hearts focused on so many other things. But then as we get to like verse 19 in chapter 2, Joel chapter 2, verse 19. It says, The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain, new wine, and oil, and by them you will be satisfied. I will never again make you reproach among the nations. And that comes after the repentance, right? Yes. So as we see this whole, let's tie this back into the, the the study of the Lord's house in the tabernacle, right? So you, you meet the Lord, right? And you see that at the, the entrance, the gate into the tabernacle or into the courts, right? Yes. As you enter into the courts, there were, the first thing you see is the altar, Right, or it's our altar, the bronze altar, mm-hmm. right, which was there for yes. sacrifice, for sins, for everything else, right? Yes. So, and the whole point is purifying or refining. Yes. Yes. So it's about sharing in that, but then there's also the, the maintaining, of those things, right? Yes. So, keeping ourselves pure, unblemished, unstained, and keeping the Lord a light in our hearts, right? When we yes, do those yes. things, there's a, that's coming in and receiving salvation, right? There is a, we're already made clean, but we can only do that because we've repented from our dead works out of the flesh, as it were. And because of those things, he provides us the new grain, the new wine, the new oil, Right? Yes. That's that is fresh. It's pure. It's clean. It come because it comes from Him. Yes. 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 So then, how will we use it? Will we use it for Him, or will we use it for other things? And you can, 
attribute this to, to multiple aspects, our, our gifts, our talents, right? Things that the Lord has given us in our lives, right? And everyone's unique and different. How will we use those things? Will we use it for him or will we taint them by using them for our own, I'll say pleasure or benefit or gain, mm-hmm. profitability, right? The, the things of this world, fame, notoriety, whatever way you want to phrase it. Or will we just keep them pure and clean before him, using it for his glory and his purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, God is not against us. Um, uh, Proverbs says your gifts will bring you before great men. And he's not opposed to us, you know, using the gifts that he gave us and being blessed mm-hmm. by them. But there's a difference in how we use things and letting God direct how we use them. For example, if the Lord says, I, I want you to go into um, this field and this is what I want you to do while you're there. And that happens to garner um, notoriety with it and bring wealth with it. That's mm-hmm. fine. If you're Absolutely. doing what God asks you to do, that's great. But when you take and um, twist what God gave you for selfish gain. Exactly. Um, to fulfill the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, to um, partake of worldly things and smear the name of God with what you're doing. That is something totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so God is not opposed to us. He's actually the one it, that we talked about in the previous podcast. The Garden of Eden had all the gold, had all the resources, all the water. Everything was there. And God means for us to be in a, a good place do the work that he called us to, but he's not offended by us um, having wealth or any of those kind of things. He's actually, to Abraham, he said, I'll make your name great. Basically, I'll make you famous. Everybody's going to know who you are. It didn't mean that he was standing on a red carpet somewhere, but it did mean that his name is recognized the world over. Everybody knows who Abraham from the Bible is. Mm -hmm. Everybody, that's, you know, that's relative, but many, 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 many people know who Abraham is Mm -hmm. um, simply because of he believed God and God is faithful to his promises. So let's be, keep our gifts pure before the Lord and do whatever it is that he asks us to do. And then what he brings along with it, it's good in his eyes and it's satisfying and suitable for the purpose that he created it for. And he will get the glory. Amen. Amen. What else? Were you done promise? Yes, I was. Okay. You have something to share there with Charles? Yes. Well, let's hear it, sir. Okay. The first thing the Lord wanted me to show was, like as promised was saying here, was yes, the Lord does give us, but the Lord also wanted me to show that while he gives us, it's still up to us to receive the anointing. Mm-hmm. He can point, pour out as much anointing as he wants, but if you decide to close it, it doesn't work. He gave him the example of like, if I close the bottle and I try to fill it up with water, it's not going to be full. All the water is just going to run over the side because you've closed it. Mm-hmm. So he was saying this is true in our life. And then he also, and that's where he was pointing out like how dead you're saying each thing inside of the tabernacle had a significance. He was pointing out that there was the Holy of Holies, there was a veil, and then there was the holy place. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was showing me that it wasn't in the Holy of Holies because it referenced to what we must be doing. He gives us the anointing and says, I give this to you freely, like mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't withhold them and say, no, no, you must do at least three good works before you get the Holy Spirit. He says, 
I give it to you freely. It's up to you if we receive it. So he was saying that while it's in the holy place, yes, it's something that you must be holy in order to receive. You can't be trying to use it for your selfish gain as you're talking about, mommy, saying, I'm going to do this and I hope to get something from it and I'm going to just use it for my pleasure. Lord, you just bless it. Sprinkle some Jesus dust on it and say, Lord, bless it. That's not what's happening. He's saying it is in your court. I'm going to give you the ability to get the anointing, but you must receive it. I'm not going to force it upon you. I'm not going to open your bottle, essentially, and make you receive it. It's up to us in our own heart and our choice. Amen. Mm-hmm. Are we going to say something? I was, but I'll wait. Go ahead. Or you can go. Oh, I, it just brought to mind Saul, King Saul, huh. when um, the Lord was um, granting Israel the king that they requested. Samuel came to him and anointed him and gave him instruction. And he said, um, go and do this, that, and the other, and you'll find it. But then you're also going to find this, and the Lord's going to come upon you as a, a, in a new way that he hasn't mm-hmm. done before. And when he does, do what the moment requires. Saul had to cooperate with the Lord. Yes. It wasn't like, you know, the Lord came and took him over and made him do stuff like a little puppet. It, it wasn't that. Saul had to cooperate. And then... Yes. um you know, then on the other side, you saw when he ceased to cooperate with the Lord, how things worked out. The Holy Spirit was like, okay, you know, he, he left. left. He yeah. left, exactly. Yeah. And um, you see that in the, the Old Testament um, reference there, just like that. And Saul had the opportunity to live righteously, to go and fulfill and be a great king. And because the Lord said that I would have established your kingdom by now, but now I'm not going to because you disobeyed. And the Lord looks at the heart. So no matter what we show anyone on the outside, no matter what we say with our lips, he already knows what's going on on the inside of us. And he does not judge us prematurely. He wasn't surprised that this is what Saul did. No. But he still gave him a chance. He still gave him the opportunity to have all the blessing that he wanted to give him and would have done good for him. But Saul refused it at some point and then, you know, things progressed. But there, there's no difference here. Um, you see the, in Acts, um, there was one sorcerer who was trying to pervert and prevent the gospel from being pe- preached. And there was mm-hmm. another one who wanted to purchase the ability to um, share the Holy Spirit with other people. And he tried to, and they were like, the Holy Spirit dealt with that. Um, so the the one that tried to purchase the ability to um, cause the Holy Spirit to come upon other people. The gift was there. He could have said, hey, let me just partake of it. But he tried to do something wicked with it. The Holy Spirit doesn't partake in that. Mm, He's not coming upon anybody to do wickedness, to violate himself. He's not corrupt. He's not twisted. He's not wicked. He's not any of those things. There is no variation or shadow of turning in him. So he doesn't, he's not here to help us engage in sin. He will not do that. Right? Yes. So, um... Go ahead. Back to what you're saying. I just wanted to put that in there. And then what the Lord was also showing me here was that it has to be refilled. It He gives us the anointing to do things for a certain period of time. So the Lord showing me here was that with the olive oil, yes, he anoints you, but he doesn't expect you to carry on that one anointing and never see him again. It's not, Lord, you've done enough right now. I got it for the rest of my life, Lord. You just sit back and relax. I got this. I'm going to lead it. 
He was saying, no, he gives you an anointing. I Okay, LeCharles, I want you to go do this. I have the anointing to go do that deed. Like when we see inside the tabernacle, he gave the anointing to the weavers. He didn't say, okay, weaver, I want you to go pick up some bronze while you're weaving that and start taking care of everything. No, he gave the anointing for a certain task. And that's what the task had to be used for, the anointing. That's all it works for. Like you're saying, Mommy, if Simon had gotten the anointing, though it wouldn't have happened, it wouldn't have been able to be used. It would have been unusable because it's not the anointing for the task that the Lord has for you. And then, okay, the Lord was also showing me here was that I was thinking about it. He was also saying that he gave the example of a candle, like if you light a candle, it starts melting, and then it hardens. He was saying that's also a reference to ourselves, how we become hardened and saying, no, Lord, this is all I can ever do. This is what I have the anointing for. You can't pour anything else in me. This is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. So he was saying also to keep the anointing burning in you, continue moving forward, not becoming stalemated or hardened in this one mold and seeing that, <laughs> Lord, this is all you gave me right now. Because he doesn't give you just one task in life. He says, okay, I want you to do this step. Now I want you to go there. He doesn't simply teleport you to the end result and say, okay, you made it to heaven. Let's just sit there. Mm -hmm. Twiddle our thumbs. Don't we wish there was a teleportation <laughs> just to the end? No. <laughs> <laughs> but God is, God is faithful. Um, he, so like, let's, let's bring that to maybe a New Testament example. So someone may be called and anointed to be an evangelist. Yes. And that is for a season. And then, but God may also want to use them um, in that, like he may use them from time to time with a prophetic gifting, but they're anointed as an evangelist to do that particular work. But there, God wants us to stay connected because he wants, sometimes he will ask us to grow beyond one place where we started. Just because yes. you started here doesn't mean that's where you're going to remain for the rest of your life. There, there's growth, there's maturing, there's other work that the Lord has for us to do. And he always wants us to be connected to the Holy Spirit. So we hear how he's moving and we continue to function and operate with him. He may want the evangelist to grow into um, a mature and he's calling them to an apostolic um, place or, and that's where he yes. wants them to operate from mm -hmm. at, for this, for the next season of their life and that positioning for whatever it is that he wants them to do. So that's just a, a reference point. Absolutely. <clears throat> and it's multifaceted, but there's something else that you said, Charles, um, you talked about like having a cup and, Yes. You have to keep it full or filled, right? We talked spoke yes. in the previous podcast about keep the lid off so it, right. and then so it, it can be poured oh. in, right? Right. Um, but we talked in the previous podcast about the, the 10 virgins mm -hmm. and how only five decided to carry extra so it can be poured in to their lamps to keep them lit, right? Five, only five agreed and obeyed the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Because we love to say, oh, we're so wise in and of ourselves, but there's in, in exactly. our flesh dwells no good thing that came from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So let's acknowledge him. But to to your point, and actually to all these, I think whether it's in the New Testament and you see it through gifts and mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, gifts from the Father, gifts from from Jesus, our Lord and mm -hmm. Savior, right, who that come, typically comes in the form of offices or the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. Um. Well, there's any of those three sets, right? There are anointings for each thing. But uh, also to tie it all together, Psalm 23 is a great um, passage, if you will, right? There's, of course, David. 
Everyone's heard this psalm. <laughs> if they haven't, we're going to read it. So now everyone will have heard it. <clears throat> it says, it's the psalm of David. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, in a previous podcast, we just talked about how David said he was like a green olive tree in the presence of the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, again, there are no trees planted in the Lord's house, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. But David was saying as he was rooted and grounded in the Lord. And because of that, he talks about, you can see now in this psalm, where the life came from. It came from the Lord, who, as we were discussing earlier in this podcast, the Lord is the one that gives the oil. You see that right here, right? You anoint my head with oil. So it talks about the oil, and it talks about the anointing. So you were t- discussing earlier, Charles, and you, honey, honey. Mm-hmm. Right? The Lord does anoint us for certain things. David was anointed to be king. Mm-hmm. Right? Much more than just a shepherd. But he, just like all of us, have to remain open to the Lord, to the leading of his Holy Spirit, connected to him, rooted and grounded in him, so that our cup runs over. He gives us even more than what we need. But why? So we can then pour into others. Right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) The, The point of the Holy Spirit... It's first and foremost for us, right, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us. But also his gifts are to help minister to others what their need is. Mm-hmm. I can't do that of my own. I can't do it out of my flesh. It produces no good thing. It only produces death. But in the Holy Spirit, in the Lord, there is life and life abundantly. Not just barely what you need, but overflowing. So you see the same things discussed here when you really get down into it. But that's, again, it's a little tie-in, but also an example for all of us. How we should live our lives. How, how open we need to remain to the Lord. Connected, and by connected, I mean rooted and grounded in Him. Actually knowing Him. That's how we, A, remain alive but alive in him mm-hmm. and able to do the work that he's called us to. Amen. Anything else? All right, well, let's pause there for today. And um, with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for being our light and just providing us with everything we need. Just blessing us and filling us up, Lord. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.